0: G'day, thanks so much for getting our preview edition year-round carnival George Main Stakes Day. And has this been a good horses race? Else Bells it has.
1: Emancipation picked away clear of Mr. McGiddy coming through in the center, and then Kill River rear form and rigged through, but it's another one coming up for the champion mayor emancipation. Bo Rogue by a length on Marimbula Bay, the first to go after him, here comes Groucho, Stiley Sensory is still there, don't play, not getting much room, and from the planet down the extreme outside, but Bo Rogue won't give up, he's still in front, Groucho's grabbing him now, Groucho coming at Bo Rogue, don't play, getting a rails run, Bo Rogue in front, he's got a heart as big as himself, he'll win, Bo Rogue, Bo Rogue has cracked it at last in Sydney, the Vogue got there... free Avenue coming after Stargazer, Stargazer still in front, free Avenue pounces on him, look at impose jumping out of the ground, it's going to be too late and free Avenue beat the fast finishing Superimposed. Here's Beatman making his run on Blondro, Platinum scissors to fire and half Hennessy here is Lonro sprinting very quickly after Grand Army, but Lonro, all systems are go now, and Sydney's thoroughbred idol raced clear from Grand Army, and then to fire. I am fast. Now more joyous. Races up on the outside with that breathtaking acceleration and she quickly took Thessio. Dan Lee was next from Empire's Choice running a race and then trusting. But More Joyous as well clear with 100 metres to go. She's got a wing break and it's uh, George Main Stakes for More Joyous. She's in front, wins Here she comes now, winks In trademark style, she just sidles up to them. Bowman hasn't moved. Winks moves up to Haraki and they've beaten off the rest. Winx puts her head in front now from Haraki. And Winx is starting to edge away. Here's her seventh Group 1 victory, 11 in a row. And she gives these a nice toweling in the Colgate. Optic White City. Right. 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 chiming in. We go again. Winks from right out the back. Powers away from Happy Clapper and Fox play. And the champ makes it 20 in a row. Winks goes on to winner from Happy Clapper. Yeah. Winks moves up on the outside, takes the lead, kicks away. It's three in a row. It's her birthday. And what a way to celebrate. Long live the Queen. Winks by four lengths to Lurama. Very Elegant, the inside. She still sticks off the lead. Riadini's trying to pinch it. Think it over. He's trying to repeat his at stake success. He's giving chase. Riadini two in front of Think It Over. Very Elegant. She's starting a motor now. Riadini being tackled by Very Elegant. And the Great Bear wins a nice Group 1. Home best in the county.
0: now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. And Vince Accardi for Daily Sexuals. What a good lineup of talented horses we're going to see tomorrow at Randwick.
2: We've got to love it. I know. It's a,
0: it's a great time of the year. I'm looking forward to this weekend's racing, actually. It's going to be a cracker. So uh, the, the two main races, we uh, George Main Stakes is a group one, but as it's accurately been called the shorts, a mini Everest. So we've got the likes of Animo versus Zaki. We've got Nature Ship versus Eduardo. We're going to look at these two main races as well as the other stakes races on the program, races uh, five, six, and nine here. Firstly, Randwick. Can it possibly happen, Vince? Can we have a borderline good track? It's been a lot of rain during the, during the week, but they've put up soft five. We're recording this at 6.20am Friday morning. We'll obviously give an update if you're getting our updated podcast tomorrow. But um, your mindset with the rail, true, and an improving day, 24 degrees and clear.
2: It's fantastic.
0: I was communicating with
2: one of the people at the ATC over the last 10 days, and what they were saying about Ramwick is, if When there's no rain on race day, the track just continually improves, even with all the massive amounts of rain that they've had in recent times. But if they get the rain on the day, the unfortunate track just really just falls apart. So this is really great news that not only are we on drying ground, no no forecast of rain just means we're a big chance on getting to a G4 and that just that's just going to make the racing sensational, Ralphie. And with the rail and the true position, you know that this can um, give a you know a number of horses plenty of
0: opportunity
2: yeah. to uh, perform dynamically, particularly in the home straight.
0: Well, speaking of dynamically, how <laughs> dynamic was Animo first up. So the match race that we'll start on with the George Mainstakes, it's called the match race. We'll uh, touch on a couple of others that uh, we can get your opinions on for those taking multis. But uh, Animo returned, a big booming winner. Zaki returned on a bog-heavy track, and it was a leader's track too, but he did what he had to. How are you lining up these two super horses?
2: So they're calling it a match race.
0: Well, as far as the market's concerned, anyway, let, let's start there as we speak. So the uh, the rough markets are low $2 Animo, low $3 Saki.
2: Right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I guess if we look at Animo's first up run, 2.8 lengths above IVR benchmark, ranked 30 on the day. Didn't really use much energy through the first section, going 15 lengths below benchmark, so pretty cruisy. Mid race was excellent though, Ralph. It was a thirteen length move between the eight and the four hundred, and the last four hundred meters where it went plus five point six. That was uh, pretty hot. When I look at the profile of this horse, again, when I say pretty hot, I mean the horse could have gone probably much faster, but didn't have to. Sets it up pretty well, particularly from a first up point of view, and I just I just got this feeling when I look at it from a numbers point of view. Barrier trial looked like a really nice hit out without having to do too much. And therefore, I just can't help but feel the gap's going to be that big that I'm surprised, um, you know, Zaki will be fighting out if it can, you know, maintain second or third, maybe. But there's going to be a big gap. You know, this horse isn't going to get close to it.
0: <laughs> so, so there's some confidence. Let, let's put put a couple other things. By the way, I think, I don't know what you said about his ranking, but he was best of the day when he, when he resumed, yeah? Yep. Yep. Yeah. so second up, last prep, beats Halal, 2.5 lengths above benchmark. Second up, previous prep, Golden Rose, how's this? Just beat, Miss beating in, in the Congo, 5.4 lengths above benchmark. Uh, and what you communicated after his first up win on the Monday was uh, you expecting this horse to really uh, test his all-time best this time. Sure.
2: Being. Yeah, I, I have no doubt about that, Ralph. You just cannot see anything else happening.
0: Well, that's, that's nice confidence. As far as Zaki's first up win, the, the concern for me was almost that they, they were letting you, you get on market-wise. Now, it was never in doubt, but gee, Ice Bath chased really hard. They wanted to back Ice Bath and it was a screaming leader's track. How bog-heavy was was the ground that he resumed on? Well, this is it.
2: Just on the raw figures alone, Ralphie, 35.8. It's not as bad as what we've seen in some events in Sydney. And in fact, even for this horse, this horse was in a particular race at Randwick last campaign where it was like almost 40. So (laughs) Zaki's had a good good taste of uh, pretty soggy tracks. And there's no doubt Zaki's going to be... A sharp improver on dry ground but I'm, I'm just not sh- so my concern, oh it's not really a concern look at those first two sections Ralph. the horse really didn't do a lot, I know the track was really heavy but it wasn't a performance where it was of high exertion it can have a little bit of a challenge in terms of their, their fitness but because this horse when you look at it It's obviously very clean-winded, doesn't need a lot to come to its top. That sometimes a run a run like this can work against them because they don't have that hardness. Like the horse will no matter what happens on the weekend, the horse is going to improve immensely again off this run. But it's coming in well behind Ralphie. And that's my problem. I've just the numbers are indicating the horse is coming in about a length and a half, two lengths behind. And that just sort of tells me it's not the horse, it's the conditioning of the run. And now, all of a sudden, you're going to have to elevate five. Now, I'm not saying this horse can't improve five. I mean, we, we know from historical data that this horse, if we take away that isolated run of Doom and back in 21, we we're, we're confident this horse has got a genuine rock solid four four and a half lengths above IBR benchmark. But I just feel that's that's it. And now we're talking about Animo, who's going to it's going to run four four and a half sleeping without trying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's nice to hear. So the other question, of course, is sometimes, uh, almost almost certainly, Animo will be conceding a start to Zaki. So race shape-wise, is there a concern there?
2: Well, let me think about this carefully. If we go fast, which is less than 10% chance, but if, let's say they go really fast, uh, Animo might give them eight lengths. Head start, approaching the 800. If they go even speed, oh, it's, it's going to be a nightmare for everybody.
0: <laughs> and it's likely to be
2: even speed? Yeah. It's 80% probability of even speed. And Zach is going to be the one that's going to create all that. And just Tommy Berry, he's, look, he, he could try and ignite the horse but I, I don't feel he will. He's, just, he's, he's going to do what he, I would say, almost wants to do, and that's just go out and control. And that control means he doesn't have to do a lot. And, and that's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to go out and control the race. Is Breton Abdallah going to try and put huge energy into Profondo? No, I don't see Breton doing that as, either. He's Although he'd be very comfortable going forward as well, he, he's, he knows he doesn't need to. So they'll probably be looking to try and dictate the race, even speed, and then try and make it a big sprint and hoping because they've got great acceleration. I mean, Zaki does have fantastic acceleration, and they're hoping that that gap's going to be enough. But it's just not going to be, because Adamo's going to be four lengths off him, worst-case scenario. Just, like, not enough. It needs to be it needs to be 10, 15 lengths. They better hope the gate doesn't open for that horse.
0: That's what we like to hear conference-wise. There'll be people taking multis. How'd you rank the return of Fangirl first up, second to uh, Animo? And he, she too, she, has uh, since also had a trial.
2: Yes, Fangirl, I thought it was a beautiful performance first up, 1.3 above, rank 45. That's a excellent return and it really was a sign that this horse is going to be in for, in my view, best preparation to come. From an improvement point of view, it's a little bit difficult to say how much more you're going to improve. Can you find four lengths or let's say three lengths to be at least competitive against Zaki? It's possible. But I wouldn't, uh, you know, be just jumping out of trees to say that's a certainty. There's no question I do expect improvement. I just don't know whether this horse can run second up to that sort of range. It's going to be one of those scenarios. We're going to know, unfortunately, after the weekend, whether the horse can just make that big next quantum leap because that's what it needs to do.
0: But it sounds like you wouldn't be surprised if it ran second, uh, Animo. Ah.
2: no, no, no. I'm, I'm. No, I'm sorry if I come across that way,
0: Ralphie. Probably third market more order realistic. is what you're
2: saying. Yeah, it's it's third's more realistic. realistic. Yep, yep.
0: And the other one for third, you've got Profondo in your early edition race speed profiles. So he's the one who's actually raced against both these favourites this time in.
2: Now, I feel bad that I'm saying this, Ralph, but you know what? For the rest of them, I just threw the confetti out and said, let's see where they fall because uh, I'm very it's very tunnel vision. And I wasn't thinking too much about who's coming second or third, <laughs> but <laughs> cause well, it's, not just, stories, it's well, it is, but profondo I I'm with you. I understand it is important because maybe there's a great way to etch out a lot more money. I loved its first up run. I thought that was had plenty of merit going plus one. Then when I look at the, the second up performance, it was a nowhere run, but the beauty is the horse had the run. So I, that's a, big plus. Going up the extra 200 metres is also a positive. I'm, I am excited about this horse, particularly as we move up in distance. I, I, I have no doubt this horse is just going to come into its own. And it is the type of horse, Ralphie, that could be just a big leaper. First campaign, plus 2.6, only had a couple of runs last night. It's not a lover of wet tracks, right? So who knows? This horse could just explode and see, and this could be the sort of horse that runs
0: second. Nice. All right, let's stop telling stories then. It's all about animo, and you expect it to be a <laughs> even, even really put it on, on tomorrow. And probably with that in mind, uh, if you're as confident and you look at the uh, futures betting at the moment, I think there's $4.50 around for the Cox Plate. I'm not saying it's a Cox Plate winner, but I am saying that if it dominates like oh. Vince is saying, it'll be much shorter than $4.50 after tomorrow.
2: Ralph, yesterday someone was showing me the – Cox Plate. Funny you talk, you bring you bring that up now. Just must have been the divine intervention coming in to say you need to be looking at who's running Cox. Because I don't look that far ahead. Yeah, and I just said no. Nah, there's nobody. Are you joking? What was the price? I think it was five dollars or something. Not, I think four fifty is about. best. Yeah.
0: maybe there is five dollars, but I think four fifty is the best I saw. So.
2: Well, after the weekend, this horse should start a dollar ninety.
0: Righto. Firstly, it
2: should be in the red in this race, right? But it's not. Surprise. Yep. Can't believe it. it. Well, I hope it starts where it is now or a bit better because it'll allow me to bet. But <laughs> I'm not one that bets in the futures, Ralphie, and as excited I would be like I'd like to. But if you had, like, I guess if you were, if you had a whole bunch of money, so I don't know if it's smart or not, but because you don't know what can happen in terms of injuries and things like that, but you you, you feel extremely tempted to have a small portion of the money now. I mean, you can't probably get a lot of money on now anyway, but you can have a small portion now. But that $4, $55, it's a joke. It's a joke because the horses behind them are a joke.
0: Well, what we can factually say is if it wins impressively tomorrow, it will start significantly shorter. So if you've got the mindset to trade... Um. You know, your four dollars fifty. Uh, you, you'll be able to arbitrage by Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> if
2: you can, if you're allowed to have a nice, you know, portion on, I I wouldn't hold anyone back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. All right. Race eight. This uh, as I say, the mini Everest. What a what a super field here. The market's obviously zeroed in on the Nature Strip versus Eduardo. Uh battle, Nature Strip near near uh just a bit better than even money. Eduardo, as much as $4 is around. But then you've got some emerging types. Marzu ran about $7. Lost and running, that we know is a really good horse. And uh and he's he returns here first up. Classic legend. He's uh he's had some issues, but he's running as well. And the uh, the older, old, uh, intriguing type of horse in Mask Crusader as didn't show his best last time in, but of course he he nearly picked off Nature Strip in last year's Everest. What's your starting point here as far as how you expect the race to be run, Vince?
2: This this is a sensational race, really. Yeah. You're right, Ralphie. It is a mini Everest, isn't it? It's just fantastic speed. I just can't help but feel they just going to roll, Ralphie. Yeah, I, I guess it is critical. Bretton gets on top of Eduardo be interesting to see how he manages Eduardo up front. But from what I can understand about the way Bretton rides is that he'll allow this horse to roll in its way. The difference is this. If we're getting really, really technical now, because Nash has been the customary rider, if Bretton at any stage feels like he might want to just get a hold of the horse, that could be in the end, work against them. So that that's going to be the only little uh, fact that you can consider. But Eduardo has come back absolutely airborne, Ralphie. was phenomenal. For I, I was in awe when I did the numbers. Honestly, Ralphie, I, I go, unbelievable, 3.6, best of the day. And the horse was just, just simply, simply too good. Oh, we can say the competition, but to do that first up, thousand meters almost two lengths up on the previous prep basically matching the campaign prior to that right where it went four point two this this horse is going superbly so I just expect obviously the horse to improve further how much further well I guess it's gonna be determined by how much faster they go it could be one two three lengths but is it's in for the big fight and oh, it's hard not to be realistic. It's going to be first or second finish. It's that's where it can only finish first or second.
0: Vince, I, we're on that day when it won first up, I was watching the Sydney races. You know, I wasn't involved, being just a you know Victorian, uh, con- concentrating on, on the Melbourne races. But I'm just watching all these Sydney winners leading throughout, and it got out to a remarkable price. The only thing I can think, and I'm channeling back to the '90s here, when Johnny Hawks had two super sprinters, Flavor and Sports. Once horses get to a certain age, the market just lets you get on. This horse is nine, and it's running, as you say, and this is just looking at the facts as well as ever.
2: Yeah, they're all following the wrong people because uh, <laughs> and, and listening to way too much noise because <laughs> the barrier trials weren't giving that indicator. Yep. The horse has always had a beautiful first-up profile. I mean, <laughs> last, pro, last campaign was the worst a horse had ever gone first-up off a slightly longer break. And it was like one point four, and here we are. They, you know, yes, the market definitely got that wrong, and pro- probably a lot of people would have been frustrated. They knew they had potential.
0: Absolutely right. All right. So, how are you lining up Nature Strip? Uh, Ninety-one days since his Royal Ascot demolition. Uh, he's he's had uh, he's had two, uh, sorry, one trial at Canterbury. Um, what's your what's your thought process going in with Nature Strip? First up, eleven hundred. Waller, he's
2: he's a genius. Waller's a genius, Mr. Waller. He's a dead-set genius. And also, this is why he's a genius. Okay, from an overseas point of view, horse obviously went superbly, ran 4.4 at Ascot, which was absolutely phenomenal in terms of performance to go over there and deliver that. And, of course, the, the, the wind was crushing because they don't know nature strip, but you know, nature strip to go below benchmark through the first section straight away. This is in in the UK. Clearly indicates that it was going to be how big, as long as the horse was feeling good and sound like it obviously was. But now here we are. Look at the trial run that one at Canterbury on the first. It was a 1.3 length below benchmark trial performance Rolfie. That's, like, that's a little bit soft, and this is why he's a genius. Not many horses have the privilege to be able to have a trial in between races on race day, particularly on, on the metro tracks, and that's what Waller did. <laughs> Gave it another jump, and he knew. He, he just absolutely must have known that it needed tune-up as opposed to a barrier trial. The difference is this. If you go to a barrier trial, the natural competitiveness of Nature Strip and the energy would just... N- want the horse to try harder. You're trialling on your own. You're not going to use the same nervous energy. And therefore, when you're just looking for that, what I call, he was just probably just looking for a little bit less than half a run, so the speed's there, and that's what he got. And that's the difference now and being properly ready for a great first up run as opposed to not. So the challenge now will be Where will you run? To what figure? Obviously, it's 1,100 metres. So you're going to have to come out and put down a pretty solid performance because it's not possible that you can just run, you know, plus two or three and expect to win. You're going to have to come and really run hard and it's going to have to be somewhere in the four range and the horse is obviously very capable of doing that. But, you know, there's not a lot between these two horses. And Eduardo's just come back such, you know, in such a dynamic fashion. Right at this moment, oh, it's hard to say for me which way would I want to go. If I just had to go rider, i probably got to go with James McDonald only over Brenton only because Brenton hasn't um, ridden the horse as often as what James has ridden Nature Strip.
0: Yeah, one one's got the. Uh, I think Breton Breton's ridden Eduardo once. Yeah. Um, so the horses behind Nature Trip in the trial are running tomorrow. Classic Legend and Lost and Running. Just any insight you want to give us there as far as each of those horses, what you yeah. expect expectations are tomorrow.
2: Yeah, Classic Legend isn't going to be the legend that it once was. That's for sure. So yeah. any any <laughs> any price is no good. So that's unfortunate for that horse. Didn't trial that good in my opinion as well. Look, it was a fair trial, but. You need to be a lot more than fair
0: against these, yeah.
2: Yeah, Marzu's the, the one that if there's going to be the jack in the box scenario about where is this horse trending, When we've seen last campaign unbeaten. Yep, we know this horse is, can be superb first up, there's no doubt about that. The, the big question will be where, like, if obviously if those first two win the race, this would be short price favourite, in my opinion but it probably wouldn't start short-price favourite because of other horses in the race. So we're going to find out, are you going to be able to make that next step now and be in the big lead? And as we've heard many times from lots of, you know, very smart operators, you know, from, from a training point of view, that you never really know what a horse can do until it's tested. And this is going to be its test. We've got the little caveat about... We know for sure this horse is a dynamic horse in the wet ground. Like, he's a sensational horse, but we're not going to have that. So we're going to be on dry ground, and this is its chance. And 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 it could just jump out of the ground and really test these other two horses. But right now, one would be, you know, you'd be very nervous if you wanted to back it, though anticipating that that's going to happen. You've really got to allow it to run and see, but would you put it in your multis, exotics? Absolutely, because I feel it's got the rest of the horses covered.
0: One horse about putting in multis, particularly when it comes to price, uh, a a price v talent equation mass Crusader, you've put it in your most advantage. Uh, of, you know, you've yep. got it number four at the moment. Uh, talk us through what you've seen in the trials because it's been well beaten. But sometimes, uh, particularly with Team Hawks, they're not they're not asked to do anything.
2: No, and, and, and the trials were again they were nowhere. And that's not suggesting that there's something wrong with the horse. Yep. The first trial back in August was more of an indicator. They've got to obviously keep some freshness on the horse and get some conditioning into it. Maybe the, the ground was no good on the, on the sixth and it was like really off and there was no guide on that. You know, like I couldn't sit there and say, okay, did something go amiss with the horse? The only thing that I can say is that we know the right place to start this horse is 1,100 first up. Probably 1,200 would have been even better right yep. but we know this horse is, that's the shortest distance you want to start at is 1100 meters and they and they're doing that and we know this horse can turn up and run at least a plus three first up so that puts you very close to the qualifying uh, performance you need you'll need more than that but you're going to have you're going to have dry ground that's going to help as well and there's going to be good speed which won't work against it the question will be whether it's now looking for 1200 or not.
0: Well, uh, this time last year, not quite August last year. Caulfield first up, three point one lengths above benchmark. Yep. So, what you're saying there, if he if he turns up and does that, he, he's he's on the podium at worst.
2: Well, he's got a big chance to get on the podium, yes.
0: Yeah, at the $20-odd 20 mark. So, all right, we'll round that off here. Vince, I know the way you like betting, you like keeping the place on sides. Uh, I think Jesus, one, uh, there's two, two operators here that, according to the uh, punter's website, have got 440. Eduardo, I know you like keeping the place on side. Is that how, how you approach this? <sighs>
2: You may have to ask me that question tomorrow morning, Ralphie. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but but he just expected the two two stars to just race race so well again. Yeah,
2: this this is a genuine match race for sure.
0: All right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll keep going down this order, uh, and then we'll, we'll we'll revert back to races five and six. So race nine, the Kingston Town Stakes, two thousand uh, for the stayers. Uh, basically, the market's saying that's four horses, and they and it's it's um, it's a reasonably open in in that respect because they're all around about the four or five dollars. Beto Beto and Surefire are the two favourites, low fours. Uh, Gold Trip around about five dollars, and Nights Order mid fives. So how are you assessing these?
2: Yeah, well, could I ask you just a question first, Ralphie, with yes. Gold Trip, is that going to be Melbourne or, or is it staying in Sydney?
0: Uh, all I can do is just keep refreshing the screen okay. at the moment. I think it's running in Sydney. Okay. Give us a read well, all.
2: So here's the thing. Well, firstly, with Gold Trip, I was pretty excited initially about the horse because <sighs> on a, a class point of view, if you knew this horse was right, it would absolutely slaughter this field. It, <laughs> it, it would, might look as impressive as Animo. It right. might, right, in terms of this field. Yes. It, it's It's got – I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying at least four lengths on the field. That, that's how much of an advantage. But it's returned to racing. Now, mind you, I was really keen to see it, its run at Rose Hill, Only because I'm pure class, I thought, oh, it wouldn't surprise if you run a big race and be extremely competitive, even though you're looking for at least 2,000 metres. And the return of 2.2 below IVR benchmark, you look at the structure of the race, it 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 was a run. That's all it was. And my disappointment was this, is when I look, and again, this is just my observation, right? When you watch... Millions and, oh, maybe I'm exaggerating millions. Maybe I haven't watched millions of videos. But let's say tens of thousands of replays, right? Maybe hundreds of thousands is more realistic. The action of the horse didn't look right. And the horse ran was racing like it's heavy. They're never good signs for me. Now, I can't explain it to you when I'm saying a horse is racing heavy. I'm not saying, oh, like, I can tell the horses, you know, like, out well out of condition. No, sometimes horses just race heavy, and that, that means they're not going to be at optimum. But now, we haven't seen the horse for a while. Maybe there were other issues that I'm, not, I'm definitely not aware of, and we could see 30, 40 days down the track, a horse can completely reform themselves. And I have seen this with some horses. They just absolutely just make quantum leaps, and if this is the case, and the horse parades superbly, and it doesn't have the action that I seen <laughs> from first up to now, it is just going to be a demolition. <laughs> if it's not, yeah. If it's not, well, you'll be crying because you're probably not going to get any money out of the horse, right? Because this, when I looked at, it, I go, this is an absolute money maker, right? That's all. That's what I'm looking at, right? This is a money making horse, but I can't, on a personal level, want to step in. And support this horse on what i see. And I need to see something different, and I'm hoping because this could be one of very few horses that might make some competition in a Cox Plate, right? But we need to see some big, tu- some big
0: turnarounds.
2: And but that, that in
0: itself is, is, is a is a serious statement. You're saying at his best, he's he's animo worthy in a Cox Plate.
2: Oh, he's a genuine plus seven type horse, Ralphie.
0: Okay. <laughs> Righto. So first up, he was, he was nines out to 11s, very soft in the market, was 61 kilos. And I say that the weight due to trainers' uh-huh. intent and, and being wound up, it was his first run, 391 days, seven weeks since, six kilos less. Come out, see what you've got under the bonnet tomorrow. Now, that's an easy scenario to make Friday morning, as you're saying, mounting yard, market. Uh, if the If the expectations are there uh and he and he runs near his best, what you're saying is it won't be a competition if he's at his best
2: he'll absolutely destroy the field like he will make them look like maidens.
0: Right know That's nice and simple. So yeah. let's talk about the others because, as you say, it's an either or situation. If Correct. he's at his best, that's what happens. So Shawfire uh, was dynamic first up, second up. You-, you couldn't have been more explainable in your defeat tonight's order given it was a screaming leader's track and bog heavy. Uh, yes. Benno has uh, um, looked okay. In those, in those uh, runs so far, one of them, which was behind in that race when uh, when Knight's Order led throughout on that bottomless track. Uh, how are you assessing those three horses, Knight's Order, Benno, and Surefire?
2: Well, it beautifully said, Ralphie. Surefire first up, I loved that run. Best of the day, 1.2 lengths above IVR benchmark. Beautiful return. What I loved about it was going from 9.2 lengths below benchmark, having excellent You know, really smooth acceleration between the 8 and the 400 metres, is just over 11 lengths. But it was 2.1 above benchmark. Usually when you have that on a first up profile, particularly on the barrier trial coming in, I I was expecting a taper like the horse to, you know, drop in velocity over the last 400 metres and, you know, see some conditioning blowout. But this runner actually got strong right across the line, right, which is just excellent to see and there was a little dip between the six and the 400 of a couple of lengths as well ralphie just making me feel reasonably excited about where this horse is headed and it's the scenario of mr wallow again the genius that he is i know a lot of people know his blueprints third up and all those things but on certain horses he has them ready to go first up to see what their potential is and maybe he may want to aim higher and he certainly would have got to see that under the bonnet with this horse and then second up there was a nowhere run really poor ground conditions the horse not that the horse can't handle heavy ground I, I felt that the horse would have been really flattened by that big run and didn't turn up and I'm expecting a big rebound and I know last campaign I only did a point three above but you know, it's going to go straight past that. It's, it's This horse is headed for at least a plus one, plus two. He's got very, to hope the Gold Trip's not
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, no that's, a, that's a, it's a good equation you put down. And there, there he is. He's in the, uh, he's in the uh, Metropolitan and the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup. And uh, it, it's uh, only second prep as, a, uh, as an import. So um, pretty much what you're saying is if Gold Trip is right, Gold Trip wins. Uh, if Gold Trip isn't right, well, then uh, Surefire's got the others covered.
2: Well, it's it. I'm not saying it's got him absolutely covered, but it's definitely be going to be vying. No matter what, the horse is going to be vying for a podium finish. It's probably more to the point. Is that yeah. what we're going to see? We're going to see this horse, you know, be very, very aggressive in terms of performance. And I, I have an expectation this horse should be finishing in the top three. But there are a couple of other good horses as well in the race. I'm not going to say that there's no one else that's no good. No, there are a couple of others that have got potentials, like you talked about uh, the number nine, was it, Beno? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. When we look at this particular horse's profile, I thought that was a good first up run as well, point one above. But what was good about this performance is the exertion in the mid-race was a lot more serious in terms of how big it was, but it wasn't above benchmark. In other words, the, the squeeze was... 15 lengths, the 8 to the 400 was actually 1.8 below. So that is significant because you can have a big exertion, but you've got to also know how far above benchmark was it as well or below to, you know, add a lot more to it. And and the last uh, 200 metres I thought was extremely sound, three and a half above, didn't have the, the slowdown like Surefire did where it lost more than two lengths. This horse actually, as you can see, really the the shift between the four and the 200 was almost identical, and then there was something left at the end. I have no doubt this horse is going to run fantastic on a dry ground. That's my view, and we're going to have the opportunity to see how much further you're going to improve, and it's definitely a runner that's going to be above benchmark and has to be given some consideration here as well.
0: All right, let, let's go a bit earlier in the day now and, uh, and have a quick look at races uh, six and then five, or we'll leave uh, race five to last. Um, the, the Phillies, the T-Rows, moderate conference you've got there, Vince, and, uh, and the market's pretty much uh, got top uh, the top five in saddlecloth order, all as various chances, with the favourite of them being Zoo Gotcha, who, uh, who won last start and has since had a barrage roll. Yes, Zoo so Gotcha. So what's the current price with that horse, Ralphie? Uh, sort of low twos.
2: Low twos, okay. So, it's, they're not giving anybody any gifts, are they? Uh, so, first up, we could call it virtually benchmark. Couldn't have had a easier run, Ralphie, really. Eight and a half below benchmark first sections It's as, as, probably about as soft as the horse can go. Even in the mid-race, the horse didn't even have to try. Improved by about five lengths. And, even the last 400 metres, 2.7 above. So this horse went out, got victory, really wasn't uh, asked to do a lot because the competition wasn't there for it. So you know that it's going to just go straight past benchmark and we can be very confident in that. And this is a race where, what are we looking for? We're looking for somewhere about one length below benchmark, maybe the benchmark at best. But I'd be a fool if I was starting to talk about any other horse, Ralphie. because the reality is if I was to engage in this race, I'd only have an interest in the five. I've certainly got no other interest in any other runner, and I hope we see something pop out of the screen, get me excited where I could, you know, tag them in the future where I might make money out of them because at the moment I have no interest in any other horse.
0: I will ask about one of them only for the New Zealand profile, and that's Wolverine. What's its New Zealand profile like there? It's got, it has got it was a group one-placer over there.
2: Yeah, at the moment, this profile comes in with about 0.5 below benchmark. Yep. And that's not bad from a New Zealand point of view, and then it came out here first up, went three and a half below. So behind what it did first up last campaign in yep. New Zealand, sorry, in its first full campaign, and that was at Oktaki, right? And I, I, I scored a pretty, pretty high. Now the only good thing that I can say about this horse here is it's got a, a dynamic four hundred meter sprint. So that's probably the positive for this horse. But just that first up run, I, I don't know. I was, I was hoping for a bit more. Now they've given it. The barrier trial so that's probably the indicator that maybe they were a little bit behind on what they wanted to achieve and maybe this horse needs a bit of racing to really come to where it needs to be now and, and i'm hoping for that because then at least there'll be some sort of contest
0: all right. Well, frustratingly, we, and I'll say frustratingly, you'll understand why. I have to. We, we've got to wind up with race five without full information here because CrossTalk is one of the two favourites and it's ended for the Cameron today. And we're, we're right on seven o'clock, and we uh, we haven't got scratching. So um, it, it may be running in the in the Cameron, but uh, we'll obviously update that tomorrow via the uh, via the uh, update podcast. But CrossTalk's just favourite over over President, who's looked like far lap in his two trials leading in. So what, uh, what what's your thoughts here? Uh, as a Friday morning for these horses, Vince. Race oh, I, was, five. I was
2: talking to someone yesterday. Probably best trial I've seen in ten years. Oh, president. Yeah, there was. Saying, oh my God. Uh, yeah, return to plus one.
0: Right.
2: For a trial, right. Yeah. In other words, outstripping its entire history. <laughs> that that's that's a that's a dangerous sign, right? And why why I say it's dangerous is it means that this horse could just become. St- I know there's been a lot of talk about this horse having so much potential, Yep, we probably really haven't seen it. If that trials any guide, to return a plus one, it's very difficult to do, Ralph. I mean, the breakdown, 4.2 below benchmark first. That's rolling. Like, this is rolling. This is like a real race. Right. 2.8 above between the eight and the four, and then finished off the last 400 with a plus 2.3. That's how sharp the trial was, right? It wasn't just an optics thing. This horse was absolutely motoring. Would have won almost any race just off that trial. So the trial was sensational. We, we can have this situation. We had a horse, I think it was last preparation, that was also like a phenomenal trial. They can leave it there.
0: Yeah. I was so, about to ask you that 11 days later. Now, now it's all so, it was.
2: Yeah. Now, this this is a little bit different. This just looked like first the horse just wanted to do it all itself. Yep. That may be a big sign about how great it's feeling. It already had one trial, which was very good, and this was like a qu- made the horse improve six lengths. <laughs> now, if this is the case, look out! Look right. It. If this horse isn't flat, crosstalk, they'll be having you know good idea if they run today. If this horse isn't flat, now if it's not if it's flattened, then crosstalk's the one. But if it's not flat, Cross Talk's better off racing today.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we will have that clarity tomorrow in our update yeah. po- uh, podcast. In the meantime, yeah, yeah, make sure you check out the, uh, the early edition of Race Speed Profiles. And thank you so much for getting our preview edition of George Mainstakes Day.